Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about the top 10 most iodine-rich foods. And the reason we're talking about iodine is because it is an incredibly important nutrient uh, in your body, especially for your thyroid. In fact, your thyroid cannot produce thyroid hormone without iodine. And if you don't have thyroid hormone, you're going to have a lot of problems in your body. Hair loss, uh, fatigue, weight gain, depression, menstrual irregularities, chronic pain, muscle pain, uh, constipation, etc. There's all It's involved in a lot of different processes. So you do need iodine. Now, how much iodine you need, that's a completely different story. So I don't want you to focus too much on that. I'm going to give you some context for uh, when we talk about the, the amount of iodine in each of these foods. So I will leave you that and I'll, I will leave you with the idea that the amount of iodine that you consume is a little bit different story. We're not gonna focus on that for this video though. Uh, again, if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Childs. I'm an internist and I specialize in treating people with thyroid problems, helping people with hormone imbalances, and of course, helping people lose weight. But today we're talking about iodine, specifically the top 10 most iodine rich foods. So when we talk about this, again, I wanna put this into context because if I just start rambling off numbers to you, it's not gonna make a lot of sense because you're gonna be like, well, how much do I actually need? So remember, when we're talking about iodine, the RDA, which is the minimum amount of iodine that you need, okay, this doesn't mean that consuming this amount is going to be sufficient for your body. In fact, there are conditions, thyroid conditions, where people need a significant more or a significant higher amount than the RDA. So I want, just put that in the back of your mind. But somewhere between 150 and 300 micrograms MCG of iodine is required for the human just to sort of maintain thyroid function and maintain bodily functions throughout uh, the day. Okay, so this means you need to be consuming this much iodine at least every single day. Now, again, there are people who need much more than this, um, but you'll find as we go through this, this list, and I'll be able to lift this up here so you see everything, that it's actually considerably difficult to get all the iodine that you need uh, from your diet, unless you're eating specific foods, which are very, very rich in iodine. Um, so again, th this is why there's a place for iodine supplementation, especially for thyroid patients and why I'm a big fan of iodine supp supplementation for most people. Um, and one final thing that you should know is if you are a woman who is pregnant, so we'll do pregnant, or breastfeeding, so we'll do lactating, your iodine demand in your body is much higher because you are now supplying iodine to um, an infant, okay? So you, you need about twice as much as, the, as a regular adult who is not one of those things, okay? So pregnant and lactating, that's a special um, situation. So you need to know that if you are one of those two, you need double the amount of iodine to most people, which is why there's a range here. Okay, so let's get into the top 10 here. So number one, we have seaweed. Now, generally, as we go through this, just realize that anything that is found in the sea or caught in the sea or originates in the ocean generally has a high iodine content. And that's because iodine tends to be, I don't want to say concentrated in the sea because it's not really concentrated, but it can get concentrated in certain elements. So like seaweed would be one and fish would be another. So it can be concentrated in certain things inside of it. But generally, if it comes from the sea, that's a good way to think about it. Okay, it's going to have more iodine than other foods that do, that do not come from the sea. So seaweed is probably the, the biggest source that you can get. And each gram, which is not very much, contains anywhere from 16 to 1,984 micrograms of iodine. And you're going to see a wide range in some of these foods, right? Because iodine, it depends on where you get it, how it was processed, if it was dried, how much, you know, all these sort of things, right? All these factors impact how much iodine is in um, is in seaweed, the seaweed that you're consuming. So that's why there's a wide range. But it is probably the single most um, concentrated source, or food source that we're going to be listing here today. So the most comes from that. And if you compare up here, you'll see, okay, 16, that's on the low end, but up to 1900, you know, even if you average someone in the middle there, one gram of seaweed would be sufficient for most people every single day. But how often are you eating seaweed? Are you really having seaweed one gram every single day? Probably not, right? Uh, I know I don't, but you might. 
Uh, so anyway, that's number one. Number two is milk. Milk actually contains a fair amount. So one cup of milk contains 94 micrograms. So basically you need about three times that, three, three cups of milk to get 300 micrograms of iodine a day. Again, you're probably not gonna be consuming three cups of milk. And furthermore, if you have thyroid problems, milk can actually cause a lot of problems, right? Because it has lactose and has casein, which are the uh, sugars and the proteins inside of it, which can inflame the immune system in patients with Hashimoto. So if you have thyroid conditions, you really probably wanna be avoiding milk. If you don't, well, then that could potentially be a, um, a good source of iodine if you use the right kind of milk. Um, and if it's not, if, anyway, it could potentially be a good source for some people, not everybody. So that's number two. Number three would be organ meats. So organ meats generally are very nutrient dense. So about 2.5 ounces of an organ meat gives you about 32 micrograms of iodine. So again, you need, you know, you need a, a significant amount. So even if you multiply that times 10, that would give you 320 micrograms. So, you know, 10 times 2.5, 25 ounces of organ meats, that's kind of a lot, right? So you're not probably not gonna be eating that much organ meat like liver every single day, but it is concentrated if you have a little bit here and there. Next would be cod. So three ounces contain 99 micrograms. Again, you need about three times that. Three, you need about nine ounces to get to that high end there. So, but it is pretty concentrated. Cod's a good source. Iodized salt. So iodized salt refers to salt that is prepared to have extra iodine inside of it. So they actually take iodine, um, they add it to the salt, and that's why it's called iodized salt. So 1.5 grams of salt, iodized salt specifically, we'll talk about that in just a sec, contains about 71 micrograms of iodine, which is a fairly good amount but that's 1.5 grams, that's a, that's a good amount of salt too. Now, what I want you to realize is not all salt contains iodine, okay? So if you're using Celtic sea salt or Himalayan pink salt, Himalayan, I think I spelled that wrong, but it doesn't matter, Celtic or Himalayan pink salt, those tend to not have iodine inside of them, okay? So specifically iodized salt, it will say right on the salt if you're consuming it, whether it's iodized or not. But a lot of the you know more finer specialty salts that people use for you know, chefs use or whatever, they tend to not contain iodine inside of them. So pay attention, you know, don't think that you're getting iodine in your salt um, unless you're actually looking at it and checking. The, another uh, good source would be shrimp. So three ounces would contain 35 micrograms, which is again, a pretty good amount. But again, you need about 10 times that. So 10 times 35 gives you 350 micrograms. So 10 times that is, you know, 30 ounces. I'm just doing rough math here, but you need something like that in order to hit this 300 microgram range. Tuna is another good source. Three ounces gives you 17 micrograms. Um, which isn't a lot, but three ounces of tuna isn't necessarily a lot either. Um, but tuna has some other problems potentially with uh, heavy metals and things like that. So you really don't want to be using it too often, but it is a potentially good source if you have every now and then and you're using a good source of tuna. Eggs are another good source actually. So one large egg contains about 24 micrograms of iodine, um, which is pretty decent. Now this, this assumes that the egg is large. Um, and again, it assumes that probably the, the, the food that has been that, um, the source where it's coming from is, is has not been depleted in terms of the nutrients that are there. So you kind of have to buy higher quality foods if you want to assume that it has this amount because it's very possible that other eggs might only have, you know, 10 micrograms of iodine. So you can't just assume that you know, all food is created equal in that way. So eggs will be one. Turkey breast, so turkey breast 2.5 ounces contains 30 micrograms. Push this up there for you guys. So that's actually a pretty decent amount. Uh, and then lastly, we would have dried prunes. Five prunes equal 13 micrograms. So you'd need to be eating, man, what is that? like? 25 times that, you know, so it's just unlikely that you're going to get your daily dose of iodine from prunes um, if we're doing some rough math here. But the best way to get iodine from your diet, if this is really what you're going for, is to sort of add these things together because getting iodine from one single source is really not 
it's not really feasible every single day at least you know most people aren't having one to two grams of seaweed every single day you're probably not gonna have three cups of milk every single day especially if you have Hashimoto's although some people might right this might be true of some people um, same thing with all these things so the best way to do it is you kind of add these things together so you might have you know a little bit of milk here some shrimp maybe a couple eggs stuff like that so when you start adding all this together you get you know you approximate what this would what the amount that you would need would be each and every day but this is why I'm a big advocate for using iodine supplements. They will, they will add to whatever it is that you're getting from your diet and they will allow you to get up to that threshold. But again, remember this 150 to 300 is just the bare minimum that you need. It doesn't allow you to build up a store because it's very possible that you could go several days without any of the foods on here, right? I mean, I don't know if these are regular on your diet, but it's possible they're not, um, especially for many of you out there. In which case there are many days that you'd have zero iodine. So you need to have a, a sufficient iodine store to cover for the days that you are not able to consume iodine um, and get a sufficient amount from your from your diet. So this is pretty much all I have. If you guys have, there are actually a, a dish, plenty of other foods um, that contain iodine. This is not an exhaustive list by any means, uh, but they tend to get you know lower and lower on the list in terms of their iodine content. So I'm just labeling these as the top 10 most um, iodine rich foods that we have right now. Um, but again, there are plenty of other foods which have iodine, but just smaller doses or smaller concentrations of iodine. But if you have any questions about iodine, leave them in the comments below. I want to hear if you feel that you can get a sufficient amount of iodine from the foods that you are consuming each and every day. Uh, if you can't, are you using a supplement? And if you are using a supplement, let me know about that because I'd like to hear that. Um, but otherwise, that's all I have for you guys today, and I will see you guys in the next one.